So ladies and gentlemen, this may be a little different to you. Uh, if you're on YouTube and you're seeing our beautiful faces, well, welcome in to the first video episode of From the Sidelines. Um, we got a welcome. special guest here because, well, Evan got sick and, well, he flaked again. That's what Evan does. Um, <laughs> but we're going to get right into it. Uh, we, you know, as always, we got the guys. Austin Cade, how you doing, buddy? What's up, AK? Sean, got me some videos. Some you can see his audio, face. Hopefully. Let's go. go, let's go. And then we got Looking the man, the myth, the legend, the mustachioed wonder, as uh, Dylan called him last week. <laughs> we got Stephen Hatch. What's up, Hatch? Let's go, baby. We're back. We're back in action, dude, for another episode. What episode are we on, Ryan? Uh, this is episode 19. Did I not mention 19. that? 19. God damn, dude. Almost well, 20. perfect, because that's my number, so that's perfect. Wait, is it is? That's... Yeah, it's literally my number. Damn, and and if dude. you hear his voice coming in now and you're on the audio side, that's our special guest for this week, Ryan Doss. Welcome to the show, man. Thanks, guys. I appreciate you guys having me. Uh, yeah. Sorry that you guys actually have to see Austin's face now, but hey, mm. you know, I'm just yeah, trying no. to compensate for yours. But... Take it as it goes. Mm. Um, but that's definitely some like hormesis like level magic there that we have you on for the 19th episode just randomly like that. Um, speaking of hormesis, I mean, I feel like we got to go into that right away. Uh, you've been doing a lot with that brand and, uh, you know, that community and paintball in general. And, uh, you know, maybe just want to talk on how that started kind of what you know where that came from yeah um you know it, it was a very random thing for me to be a part of hormesis um i started working at sack paintball um you know i was kind of doing the whole college thing and i i got a job at sack paintball uh working with Corey, and uh cory was going down to field one um a couple days a week or i think one day a week and you know, he started talking about this brand that Alex and Oliver were starting. And, you know, at first, I was one of those those uh, individuals who, Sandana, Sandana, Sandana. I loved all my flying skulls. I like keeping everything, like, very tan. I was very basic. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, at first, I was like, ah, oh, you know, stepping into head or headband market, I was very hesitant about, you know, buying these headbands and stuff. Then all of a sudden, you know, they started popping up. The single arrow series came out mm -hmm. and I was like, oh, okay, those are actually pretty cool. And the whole limited run thing and, you know, what he started with was really cool. And so Corey's like, well, do you want me to ask Alex if I, you know, if you can come with me down to the shop? And, you know, he was working for the field one side. I was like, you know, if he needs help, I would love to come down. And at the time, you know, I had... I think Alex and I probably had a couple interactions here and there. I hadn't really uh, met him. He hadn't really met me. Um, I think probably to this day, uh, once I started going down there, that's when he started putting face and name and everything. Mm -hmm. And so uh, Alex said yes. And I went down there for the first time. You know, I went down there as a little schoolgirl. I was so <laughs> nervous because, you know, I grew up playing paintball and Dynasty was this untouchable team that. You know, I looked at them as these superstar athletes that are in this sport that I love. And here I am going to work for one of them. And, you know, that first interaction, I walk into the shop and it's like, oh, wow, these are normal human beings <laughs> trying to make a business and being very successful at it. And I walked in and he was just the nicest person in the world. And ever since then... You know, I'm I'm blessed because, you know, Hormesis has taken off. It's become this huge movement. 
And uh, I've been able to, you know, help Alex as much as I can behind the scenes. And it's been really awesome because, you know, I got to meet all these individuals within the community and they're all over the U.S. And it's led me to some of the probably the best friendships that I have, you know, outside of, you know, the people I interact with in person. But it's it's crazy this uh this culture that he's created him and Oliver and, you know, even Yosh, I mean, with Scintillas and all that, I mean, they just, they have built this culture that is so positive that I could message, you know, some of these people that I've met today or, you know, like months back, but these people I interact with only online Mm -hmm. and they would help me out regardless of the situation. Um, people, you know, that are very heavily involved in the, uh, in the culture and and it's it's it speaks highly of what alex and oliver have done for sure and, uh, no and it's funny I, it's funny you mentioned you know first time going down to the office i had a similar thing with like when i was heading down there for uh, the iron kids documentary um you know yeah like you kind of have that thought in the back of your mind of like I'm I'm going to you know Willy Wonka's factory like this this will be dope. That's what I was picturing. That's and then you get there and it's a tiny little you know hangar and it's you know it's yeah it's definitely you know humanizing for the whole crew yeah. you know meeting guys like uh you know Crandall Yosh um you know Alex guys who are in there every day you know literally like most of the time we were in there filming for the Iron Kids documentary Yosh was on the phone doing customer support with people. That's what he does, like, nice. all day, yeah. every day. He's answering phone calls, and he's telling people, you know, hey, this may not be working. Maybe try this. You know, you, you know, send it into us. We'll help you out. Like, it's a really cool, you know, humanizing experience to kind of see that behind the scenes of those guys just building out a business and, you know, with Hormesis building out a larger community. Yeah, yeah. I mean, amazing. like you said, you expect to go into these places and it's just like, you know, the doors open, the fog comes out and it's like, here's the secret to paintball. But realistically, these are just regular guys who are very smart in business, you know, trying to make their, their mark on paintball, which they've done on and off the field for years. And now they have these thriving businesses and it's just, it's, it's an awesome feeling to be a part of, but like, I cannot tell you how much value I have gotten just being in the same room and listening to them talk. And like, and you're right. It, it, Yosh being the phone, like on the phone, the second you call field one and you know, you talk to Yosh, it's like, that's the person who's behind field one marker. Right. You know, Alex and Eric and all these, these guys are just so smart and incredibly involved in this company that you're talking to those individuals the second you call them you're not talking to a third party you're not talking to individuals who don't know anything about the marker right these are the guys who engineered and designed it and it's cool that they you know are so involved with everything behind the scenes you know and then they're also involved on the forefront of it so uh, you know just being involved in this small little niche community i've grown you know tenfold because i'm able to see you know this is what real hard work looks like and don't get me wrong i've seen hard work military (laughs) like all that stuff but it's such a different environment seeing like these guys go after their passion because they have yeah they exactly they they they've hustled on the field they have all the respect on the field but god as businessmen they deserve just as much respect it's it's Mm -hmm. insane and eric i mean fuck man that guy's smart yeah that guy is smart just like the the conversations you know him and 
uh, the others have and like the things behind the scenes, dude, the guy is so smart and he's, he's such a big impact behind the scenes. I shout out to him. Yeah, no, for sure. And, uh, you know, talking about hormesis, I mean, obviously, you know, we're, we're going to get into your background on a lot of different things. You're you, you've, you've lived a lot of life, I would say, in your years on the planet so far. <laughs> But, yeah. um, you know, one of your your loves in life is dogs, um, especially Belgian Malwals. You you own two, Dax and Zaya. Whenever, you know, they show up to the field, it's always a great time. But, uh, but yeah, so recently, you know, with Hormesis, you guys were able to do, you know, to give to a charity that um, meant a lot to you because it's, it's about those, you know, particular working type of dogs. Um, you know, can you just go into that a little bit? Yeah, so when I was in the military, I, I fell in love with the breed. The The mm -hmm. Malinois is such an incredibly smart and beautiful dog. And you can really see why police agencies, military, have really switched over from the German Shepherd to the Malinois. Mm -hmm. And so I became obsessed with them. Um, I mean, even talking to Toddy, um, my girlfriend, you back in the day, I was like, oh, I'm getting a French Bulldog. It was like all the fat. <laughs> I was like, oh, I want one. They're so cute. But then, like, sitting down and realizing, dude, I'm in love with Malinois. And, like, a seed just got planted in me when I was in the military. And, and then, like, a couple years ago, it finally just burst out of the ground and grew into this full-on love. And so we, we ended up getting a puppy. Um, this was an accidental litter. You know, <laughs> props to the people we did get them from. They did their background. They're like, do you know the breed? Do you realize these dogs are on basically crack cocaine crack cocaine every two Jamie seconds Hyper. yeah just insane drive and you know and they want they, to do they, something they want a job yeah, they need something they need stimulation and you know so the the breeder i mean they're not even a breeder they just happen to have two malinois and one of them just happened to get fat one day and they thought that's <laughs> what it was doing it was getting fat but then pop there was puppies in there and so we yeah. got dax at eight eight weeks old and the second he came home, he's the smartest little guy ever, you know, learned to sit. He was potty trained within four days. Like the guy was smart. And um, so then we started looking for kind of this, we need something to help him kind of taper down his energy. Well, I love breeders. Like if you find a good breeder, that's great. But a rescue, finding a dog from a rescue is such a meaningful kind of like fulfillment in my life. So we found this little scrawny Malinois. I, I think like six or seven of our friends texted us the same picture. Like <laughs> Caitlin Boyum was like, you need to look at this girl, this this female Malinois. She's on greater Northern California German Shepherd Rescue. I was like, okay, okay. So I look at it. And then Toddy texts me. She's like, look at what we just got sent. And there's this little scrawny Malinois. She's 35 pounds. She's got she's either been hit by a car or she's you know got this hip issue and we fell in love instantly fell in love and so we ended up rescuing her um we had to get a surgery for her which the rescue covered i mean we we were blessed in this situation but the second we introduced the two dogs they were just they were in love they were best <laughs> friends and this really kind of opened the doors for me so I was blessed a couple months back with a hormesis headband and uh, it was named after me. It was voted by the community and 
you know, a lot of it has to do with the work I did behind. And, you know, I try to help as many people, especially when it was harder to get into the hormesis community. I tried to help as many people get into it. You know, I would bring blems home. I would give them to teammates. I would give them to people at the park. I mean, Capital Edge was rocked out with hormesis. And the main reason was because DOS. Like, yeah. yeah. And that's what I tried (laughs) to do. I tried to bring as much of this, like, amazing culture to the park and that's what i wanted to do and you know alex loves capital edge and he you know he was on board he was like okay let's get these people you know we were able to get headbands for the team stuff like that and uh so then i i got this band named after me and you know my first thing i wanted to do was take one of the bands and basically put it up for auction or you know whatever i could do to raise money for uh, this mad rescue, which is Malinois and Dutch shepherd rescue. And so we did an initial, uh, fundraiser. This was, uh, I think we got $2,000. I mm-hmm. was able to basically Amazing. take a thousand of it and put it towards this little, um, little Malinois. She was nine weeks old. She had Parvo like, damn, basically she was, she was dealt the, <laughs> the worst end the of the cash. stick. And, uh, so we were able to give a, you know, send a thousand dollars towards her medical bills, which, you know, ended up paying it all off of what they had spent and what they needed. That's so good. she's, she's been thriving. Um, her name's little Rue. And, uh, <laughs> so she's thriving. Um, and then I basically took the other thousand and I sent it to mad rescue to do whatever. Um, this was nice. covering, you know, rescue fees, you know, any medical fees, but basically if they could pull out as many miles with that thousand dollars, they were going to do it. So nice. You know, and, and now we fast forward to, you know, uh, a week ago, um, all right. I was on Facebook and I'm, I'm a part of all these groups and it sucks. So like you see this every day and I wish I could do, you know, my goal in life is to have this ranch. I want to just rescue every dog. I don't care what breed, what size, what attitude I would love just to have your herd every... of 40, exactly. just mutts no, of just everything like videos, just bro, yeah exactly i mean there's like there's no feeling in the world than having just dogs who love you and you it's unconditional being around that you can never right? be mad yeah. being around yeah. that and and that's ultimately like if i won the if i won the lottery today mm-hmm. this house would be gone i would be putting cash down trying to close on some huge ranch somewhere where I could rescue as many dogs as possible. And then, you know, if people came and found their dog or like a dog they wanted to rescue, so be it. But I would keep hundreds of dogs and oh, hire yeah. hundreds of people to take care of those dogs. <laughs> That's my goal in life. So you just moved to like middle of nowhere, West Texas, just get like Wherever a thousand I, yeah. acres and just yeah. dogs. <laughs> like <laughs> we got but, dogs. <laughs> and the great part about dogs. it is I, I found a partner that's, on the same path, right? You know, Toddy, she is the exact same way. She wants to rescue as many dogs as possible. So I'm scrolling Facebook and I, I find this poor female mount. She had been hit by a car, left for dead. And, yeah. you know, the the rescue was basically, they sent out a, a cry for help. And unfortunately, is in Southern California. And she couldn't be moved because of her medical condition. So I was like, well, shit, what can sorry what can i do to personally help this dog and uh so i'm looking back here right this is where i keep some of my headbands and you can't really see them but on top of my gun safe that's they're in a safe location you put put them in a safe location like (laughs) realistically i'm not gonna wear 
some of these headbands. I'm, mm -hmm. you know, I collect some, I get rid of some, you know, it is what it is. I have That's this personal favorites. Yeah, exactly. Well, I look at my headband and I was like, I've done it once. I might as well do it again. This is probably the most, one of the most valuable headbands to me at least. But a lot of people had reached out to me and they're like, Hey, I want to get your community band. What can I do? I was like, mm -hmm. well, I gave most of them away to friends. Um, so I was like, you know what? Screw it. This is my last one. This is my personal one. I'm going to offer it up. I'm going to try to get, you know, $1,200 for this headband. And I'm going to donate all of it to um, this this medical uh, female Mal that needed mm -hmm. the help. And I posted that band up. I, I literally 15 minutes later, the entire <laughs> auction was filled up. Like the hormesis yeah. community behind like these causes is unbelievable. And then I'm getting messages like, Hey, you know, can I at least donate some money? I don't even want part of the auction. I just want to donate to this cause. And so here I'm like sitting here, I'm like, Oh my God, like, okay, well, we're going to get rid of it. We're going to, you know, auction off this band and someone's going to go home with it. And I, you know, no hard feelings. They're going to have my last band. And, uh, I just got this this literally flood of people trying to support. So we passed the 1200 goal. We got to 1500 um and I was able to send $1500 off the next morning, right? And I uh, you know, a lot of people reached out and they were still trying to donate. And I was like, "Okay, well, you know, I posted the link for um the the rescue and just an amazing group of people within that community and I I can't shout them out enough. Everybody who helped uh support this poor female who had been uh, basically the lowest point of her life mm -hmm. almost dead um and we were able to not only cover her medical bills but we actually covered another one his name's lieutenant dan he's a three-legged dog <laughs> um <laughs> we're actually able to cover the rest of his medical bills so you know and he actually just got adopted which is really cool i just um uh, Last night, I got the notification that Lieutenant Dan got adopted. Cool. He's going to have a you know a loving family, a great a great rest of his life. Um, and then the female that was stuck in a shelter that had the medical issues, uh, she actually got rescued by another rescue. Um, so she's going to be able to get you know find a better home. So really unbelievable. And it, it's and now we're actually she's on the phone with our rescue coordinator. I think we're. Uh, we're gonna get a third dog. We're gonna be rescuing oh, another God. one. Her name's Rose. Yeah, <laughs> and it's so <laughs> it, it's a Mal as well. Yeah, yeah, it's oh a Mal. It's a, she's in between the sizes of Dax and Zaya, but uh, yeah. So the the battle continues, right? So we're, I we're I know trying to help as much. I know it's two of you guys. You both love them. You know you're great at taking care of them. Three is gonna be a lot. Three uh, high energy Mal's. Mm -hmm. That's it is it is. But uh, the way we look. Yeah, yeah, and the way we look at it is we've had three dogs in this house before. We had a husky German Shepherd rescue, and that thing, you know, it put the mouths to shame. Huskies, you know, if you have a husky out there like Corey, the guy I work with, dude, those things are on another level. Like, there's mm -hmm. a lot of energy in them, but at least, like, my mouths, they listen. <laughs> dude, huskies, they have their own attitude. They, they're either going to listen to you or they're going to do their own thing and not listen to you and still have that same energy. So mm -hmm. respect whoever has a husky. I, unbelievable. But uh, the way we look at it is, you know, if we go somewhere out in public, we try to take one dog at least 
mm. with us. And if I have one dog with me, that means two are at home expending energy together and they're able to keep each other company. Whereas if I had two, I take one with me, one's left at home and that's going to be the destructive point. Yeah. And uh, so it, it, you know, and we're able to help another dog. So okay. yes, it's going to be hectic, <laughs> but it's going to, you know, get us off our butts and we're, you know, forced to train them and keep them, you know, keep them stimulated, everything like that. So it's only going to benefit, um, you know, pulling this dog out of a rescue and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. I've, you know, it's going to be a good thing, I think. And, uh, you know, worst case scenario, the rescue can, they, and they've let us know they can always find a better home, but mm -hmm. you know, I, I don't think they'll find one. So we're, we're <laughs> yeah, kind of set that bar. So no, that's funny. So it, it seems like you're definitely one of those people who is just dogs are your kids. You're just, you're not going to have kids. You're just dogs. <laughs> just we'll, we'll have kids eventually. I eventually. Think, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, our, our friends are, you know, everybody's starting to get to that age. My best friend who is uh, my kid, bro. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, they are our kids. If you, if you know me, I dude, they, they have outfits like their, their vest, their, their collars, everything like that. They're super my dog's got expensive. shoes, bro. My dog's got shoes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we, we definitely treat them as kids, but you know, at the same time, uh, you know, if these dogs misbehave, you know, there is the certain corrections and they can go in their kennels where kids kennels really don't mix. That's when you get the authorities called on you. God so. damn it. Yeah. <laughs> I miss the good old days. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. No, I mean, we'll have kids, and obviously our friends are starting to get to that age where, <laughs> you know, everybody's starting to have kids. My best friend has a kid, and she's beautiful. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, the the thought is there, but, uh, you know, when we're ready. And of course, we're not yeah. going to rush into it. You know, time is... No, is, you're good. Uh, I was more so making a joke. We didn't, still, we didn't have to be this ahead. serious okay, about still, it. Um <laughs> Hey, AK, you are you ready to have kids, Austin? You ready for that, man? Uh, hell no, <laughs> not for a minute. I'm gonna wait till my uh, money's right before Bro. I wear anything. That's hey, that's, that's smart. smart. That's yeah, a smart definitely. thing. I wish you know the rest of America was on board with that. But <laughs> Bro, I have like I have like a list that probably has like a thousand reasons why I don't want to have. Dude, like one of them I saw the other day, dude. Like number like seven thousand was like, uh, I saw this kid. I was grabbing seven. my sandwich. I was like grabbing my sandwich from Porta Subs or whatever. I'm like, all right, cool. There's a fucking kid standing by an ATM just by himself, maybe like eight years old. Bro, sticks his hands like in his fucking pants, like goes fucking digging deep, bro. Like fucking going around in there and fucking touches all the buttons on the fucking ATM yeah. machine. Oh, and God. I'm like, oh, oh my man. God, what the fuck, dude? Where are your parents? Bro? <laughs> are what your is that? Parents? What is that? Where's the kennel, dude? Where's yeah, the I mean, there's, there's a lot That's of times you're out in public, the in public and the it's leash. just like that you hear them screaming and don't get me wrong not all kids are like this but there are some ones out there they are just monsters they're screaming bro and toddy and i look at each other we're like hmm Ooh. yeah third dog over like, a kid really, really good yeah yeah. So, yeah i i understand like you you see those situations and it makes you like question you're just like Yo, I don't Dude, know if I really want to get And now you can't spank yeah. them. Yeah, damn it. Just shout out to all the parents out there. <laughs> you, you deal with a headache that uh, I have not dealt with. I mean, well, actually, I was in the military, so I dealt with kids just on a different level. I didn't have to wipe their asses, really. So Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Um, I did want to, you know, ask you about kind of your background in paintball. Um, I mean... You're technically a retired professional player. You were rostered on a pro team for a pro event, so that counts, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, but, uh, I, dude, paintball has been around in my life for so long. Um, 
I was talking to Alex about this yesterday, actually, and uh, I actually started. Up oh, and in by Toronto. the way, for for the audience, every time he says Alex, he's talking about Alex Frazier, uh, but Alex he's Frazier, just he's yeah. cool like that. Where you, you know, know, first name first name basis. I mean, the, the man's my <laughs> boss. He's, I, I like to call him a friend now. He again, the nicest guy in the world. He will mm-hmm. he will do amazing things. I swear, and he already has, but. Uh, I was talking to him about this yesterday and because uh, we were talking about a snow trip and, uh, you know, he's a skier. I'm a snowboarder, sky urchin, all that stuff. And uh, I was talking about Homewood and Homewood's the most underrated mountain up in uh, Tahoe. And uh, I actually started paintballing there. You literally rented a Tipman 98. You took a ski lift to the top of the mountain. There was woods ball <laughs> courses up there. And that's where I played paintball for the first that's time. Sick. I went with my buddy Danny and his dad. And it was the greatest time ever. And that's what really started me off on this, you know, money pit of a career, not even a career, of a hobby. And uh, and I've been attached to it ever since through the military, the high high school, everything. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, I've been in and out of paintball, like everybody has, right? You always, quote unquote, quit. But uh, you never really do. You always come back. You find your way because the people involved are the people involved are just the reason why you keep playing. I mean, Mm -hmm. the friendships I've made, I mean, some of my closest friends, Dylan Boyum, Jordan, you know, I can really say that, you know, most of the DMG guys I am really good friends with. And we hang out outside of paintball almost every day. Well, not every day, every week, I would say. But like and now it's become, you know, the girls for sure. Yeah, yeah. And now the girls are best friends, right? Uh, Toddy and Caitlin and mm-hmm. Lauren and all these girls are, you know, they're involved with paintball indirectly, but now they've kind of become best friends. And so we have this like really unique circle of friends that, I mean, I wouldn't have had without paintball. And oh, for sure. It's kind of like the military, right? All my friends are across all the U.S. Because of the military in different stations and getting out, going back to real life, and mm-hmm. same with paintball. I have friends all over the U.S., and you can attest to this as a media guy, right? You guys are close-knit because you guys do the same stuff and go through the same struggle every day mm. trying to create content and you know make your own path in this sport, and you become really close with those friends, so... You know, I have friends all over the U.S. like Matt Ingalls and, you know, he came to visit me in uh, Monterey when I was stationed down there. I mean, you know, just all these people who the sport is very unique and it brings you close together because, you know, you only get to see each other five times a year, maybe. You want to uh, put yourself out of the way to see that person, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it's, it's, it's very unique. And it, you know, I get asked this all the time in the shop is you spend how much traveling for paintball? Or, you know, hey, you, I hate when I get asked that. I hate yeah, when I get and asked it's that. like, and you, you can't. Yeah, yeah right. Like, Imagine paying more money and then just not getting anything out of it. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's not it. Yes. A lot of it's for playing and everything like that. But, you know, there's another aspect to it. It's just like the people involved are just on another level. Like I love being able to see someone across the entire event. And you just run over and fuck, you give them the biggest hug because you haven't seen them in months. And then you catch up and then, hey, you go and do your job out on the field. Mm-hmm. And that's the same thing if they're across the field. Like when we yeah. played, uh, you know, um, KC All-Stars. Dude, when we were playing them, it was a grudge match. It was like we were giving each other, you know, 20 extra balls up the spine. And then now 
Todd Boyer is one of the nicest guys ever. I mean, those guys are amazing. And, you know, so you, you can bury, yeah, you, yeah, you bury the hatchet and you move on and you just, you try to grow the sport and you try to grow your friendship. And, you know, it's, it's unbelievable what this sport has done. And that's why I continuously come back. And that's why I've been playing since 99. I mean, it's, it, it's unbelievable. So, yeah, I mean, there, that's a little bit, yeah. What the? Yeah. Damn, you're I was two old, years old. Dude. Holy shit, dude. I know. I was two years old. God damn. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I was born in 89. Um, I'm old. Uh, <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I got into it in 99. Me and friends, you know, we got, I went to Tahoe, played, and then I brought this, you know, almost like this infection back with me and got my friends into it. And, you know, we had the spiders and then we were playing out in the woods. We would set up these like literal courses with, with like woods and old construction stuff that we found in these old, pretty sure they were homeless shacks that we just destroyed and never saw them again yeah. because we destroyed their homes. But we took all this wood <laughs> and we created these fields out in the behind uh, one of our houses and we were playing every weekend. You know, we would go down to Ace mm. Hardware, get our CO2 filled. We would buy 500 paintballs, go right back out, you know, taking our bikes out there and go play more. And, you know, we had some of the best times ever. Some of us got a little bit more into it. Um, me and my <laughs> friend Blake, I mean, the dude was buying all the nicest guns. He had the angels and stuff like that. So he got me into that. And, uh, you know, that's where I met some of my greatest friends back then. I met uh, Tucker Benoit, who... I just got back into paintball in the last couple of years, which is great. Um, so I have, you know, another relationship with him because he's gotten back into paintball. So I'm glad you shouted out Tucker. He listens to the yeah. show. Shout out Tucker. I, I, I Tucker's Tucker. a great ass dude. Uh, what a beast. Dude, Tucker, Tucker was into it back in the day. I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Shout out to him. I'm so glad he's playing again. Uh, him and his brother, Matt. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, they, they were back into it. Uh, so it's, you know, it, it's, Yes, we've been playing for a very long time, but man, I don't think you could put an age on playing paintball. I mean, look at what Dynasty's doing at yeah. 40. <laughs> I mean, I mean, those guys are still winning pro tournaments. For real. Okay, so Ryan, I have a question on the record. I have a question for the record. Yeah. Are you coming out of retirement now? <laughs> um, mm. You know, I there's never really, you know, when I say I retire, there's never really a retirement, right? It's the same. I, I knew that shit was coming. Well, didn't you yeah. retire in 2017? Like, no, or so wasn't I, it a year after that? Because, like, I remember I remember coming in for the documentary stuff, seeing you around the field, and then, like, that next year you weren't really around that field. Maybe you went to a different camp or something, but... No, I, uh, it was weird. So, the initial documentary that you uh, did for the semi-pro team when they earned their pro spot, mm -hmm. um, I was, at the time, I was living with Jordan Boyum. And I had just gotten back into paintball. Obviously, you know, being in, around them, um, it, it's hard not to play the sport. They're going to the field every weekend. They yeah. were, you know. It's like you want to hang out and come to the field. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So they were playing D2 at the time. And I had just gotten back into it. I was playing, I think I played like a Seppel um, with some random team that. How the fuck are you allowed to play a Seppel? So, I mean, yeah. granted, I hadn't played in years, right? So ranking was weird because, you know, I had played NPPL. I had played older tournaments and stuff like that. And um, after, so I guess I'll backtrack. Okay, so how I could play Seppel. Um, when I was in station in San Diego, I played paintball down there. I met Victor, um, 
who he's he started San Diego Mob. Um, we were playing local tournaments down there, and so I was playing for this team down there. We played MPPL. Um, I messed up in a one on one and cost us <laughs> a first place. <laughs> yep, and he, he, he reminds damn. me every time, but uh. Yeah, I off the break. I didn't. I had uh, track cleats on, so they didn't have spikes on the back. So oh. I I went to go step into a bunker and like step back and completely fell on my ass, and the guy shot me. Yeah, it was the gr- greatest yeah, time ever. But lawn chair. But the best part is, is like the only reason why Victor didn't play the one on one is because he threw his gun and got ejected. So I had to play the one on one, which at the time I wasn't bad at one on ones. But he was definitely the guy to send out there. Um, but uh, so I played, you know, down in San Diego, and then I got stationed up in Seattle and um, the DBS program. Shout out to Danny and Cor- uh, Danny and Dusty. They have created such a like beautiful scene up there. If the weather wasn't so crappy, so many days out of the year, <laughs> I mean that that would be a huge mecca for paintball. But um, so I went up to to Seattle. I got stationed up there for three Wait, years. Wait, DBS. Was Sorry, is that is that Doodlebug? So okay, yeah. D- Dylan showed that mm. out last week too. So that's two weeks in a yeah. row we've had people mention it. Yeah. Hell yeah. So what they've what they've done up there is is unbelievable. I mean, it shows, right? The DBS kids they are Portland Uprising, and they are great players. Um, Nate, I mean, man, that guy is good. And um, so I was up there. I played with all of them and. We, we would go up to Canada, and that's where we were playing a lot of our stuff. So, you know, all these tournaments, you know, time after time, they're not on APPA, mm-hmm. right? The VPL, which is the mm-hmm. Vancouver Paintball League, none of this stuff is up there. And we were winning or getting second place, like, all of these tournaments. And, uh, you know, none of it's going on APPA. But uh, so... Finally, I leave DBS and I moved back to California because I got stationed in Monterey. And this was kind of like my hiatus away from paintball. Got stationed in Monterey and I was working like a, a weird job. I was working a fireman schedule, two on, two off, doing search and rescue. Um, so, I, you know, paintball was the last thing I wanted to do. I was more infatuated with going out and enjoying mm-hmm. Monterey. Well, yeah, and I mean, you were a very good. And it was kind of like, all right. Scene. I'm working hard as fuck, and then I have two days off. I'm yeah. gonna go party. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. And, you know, and when you're in Monterey, right? You you go to these nicer bars, you go to everything, and then you go play golf. So I got really into golf, and uh, which don't get me wrong, golf is fun, but it is a lot more fun with alcohol. Um, <laughs> That's true. So I, I, you know, I was dabbling in paintball. I I played at uh, Santa Clara Paintball. Um, against like a bunch of the royalty guys and you know those guys were fantastic paintball players obviously they they went pro um but uh you know didn't really find myself wanting to play tournament paintball that much and then i got out of the military and i had all this time and i was going to college and so i moved to sacramento and that's when you know i kind of met up with the boyums and you know, everything is history. I, I got mm-hmm. jumped back into paintball. I got really involved with it. Um, that first year back, I went to, to cup and, uh, I actually stayed with the D2 team. Um, yeah, you were at cup. That and year. that's, I remember yeah, that. yeah. And that's, that's where I was in the, you know, you could see me in the documentary helping the D2 <laughs> yeah. team, but I, I played, I think I played D4 under this, this, I don't, I don't even know how to describe this team. 
but it was a very, very crazy team. I mean, one of the guys' nickname was Crackhead, and shout out to Crackhead <laughs> if you're watching this. But uh, yeah, it was a very Yo, shout out Crackhead. Team. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, we it was D four. We made Sunday, got knocked out. Went, I mean, we went decently deep. But uh, it was basically it was me and my friend Cody from DBS who we got invited to play for this team, and you know, I always love to play for. Uh, any team with my friends so I got to play uh, this tournament with Cody and that kind of like reignited it but you know at the time I was heavily into college right this was like Mm -hmm. the first time I had been in college out of the military where military is very structured and now I'm in college where you could do whatever the hell you want (laughs) as long as you maybe show up to class you know classes were really easy so I was doing other things and so I kind of stepped away again from paintball and this was um, kind of when uh, I, you know, I was playing with Dylan and and Jordan. They had this team Supreme, which they then brought over to DMG as D two, and um, you know, it, it, they were they were starting to get really into it, and uh, so I kind of took a step back, and then like what a couple years ago or uh, whatnot, uh, they had the tryouts, and that's when I came out, and that's when we had the D two team, and that's what uh, really launched us into last season and everything mm-hmm. like that. And um, with like Calvin and some of the guys from the, the D2 team, Tyler, um, Tyler where it kind of gave him the spring. Yeah. It, where it gave him the springboard to kind of excel and then look at him now. He's a, he's a beast, but uh, Dude, yeah. Yeah. Kid, so he was pro kid is fast. Yeah. Good luck. Good luck shooting Ty. I beat him. Uh, I beat him in a foot race, though. Uh, Ty, if you're listening, you know what I'm talking about. Video proof of it. Video proof. Just wanna throw <laughs> Austin, that up there. you haven't said anything in 30 minutes, and when we talk about foot racing, that's when you come in. Like what? Nah, dude. I think he's a. I, think I he's mean, the what Tyler? That Ryan's Tyler dropping right now. Yeah. You just gotta shit on yeah, Ty real dude. quick. All right, cool. Good to know. Well, not shit on Ty. <laughs> People I mean, I'm sure he's willing to race you this weekend. Or yeah, at tryouts. Name the, name the time and place, and he'll do it. Austin, tryouts. It's going down. Tyler versus Austin. We'll see what happens. Love that. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. God. Like Another, that uh, you know, so the whole kind of background of you coming onto the podcast this weekend, or sorry, this week, um, was because last weekend you were with Evan, and you guys went at like 6 or 7 a.m. to go watch the World Cup quarterfinals match. Oh, God. Yeah, was um, that fun to watch losing at 10 a.m. Like what? Anytime you go out (laughs) and you support like a team or anything like that, you as long as you're you're not taking it too seriously, right? Like there's Mm -hmm. people who get way too involved in sports. What the fuck? You know, great for them, right? (laughs) They have something that they love and they cherish and everything like that. But if you can go to an event like a Niners Raiders game and you know screw the raiders i'm just going to say that now but the niners lose god forbid right something happens and the niners lose i'm still going to have a great time because guess what i'm not at work and i'm most likely having fun <laughs> yeah. with people that i want to enjoy the sport with and so when we went out and we watched the us men's national team which i i have played soccer since i was 4 years old i i was probably more involved in soccer than i ever was in paintball mm. i played soccer i still play soccer to this day until covid hit um so I've always been a huge soccer fan. And uh, so going and, you know, being able to watch the U.S. Men's national team get to the, the round of 16 and have a chance to, you know, play against these greats because, it, you know, they, ha- they have such a good youthful team. It was amazing, right? And we were surrounded by people who had that same vibe. I mean, the guy next to us, 
I mean, he was hammered. He, it was okay, seven o'clock well, in the morning. Six a.m. We, we started drinking the second we got in there. Right? I mean, it's a bar, to, right? Yeah, isn't okay, that? I just want to make sure. I just wanted to guy, what else do you do in a bar? Me, I mean, he is hammered, and he is having the great. He's starting all the chants, right? And everybody in that place knows him. And it's the that's it was, it's so fun. Right? That is and, what I love with soccer culture, and like I wish would come to more American sports. European teams will have literally like. 12 different chants for every single player on the team and every single one of the 20,000 people in the stands knows it by heart and it's yep. like if some kid just starts you know popping off they're all singing american boy randomly and it's like they have their own lyrics and shit it's oh god yeah. it, it it it's such a cool moment just to see all these people so invested in this sport at the same time yeah i mean it there's really no i, I would like to say there's no fan base like soccer but it's it's apples and oranges right it's a completely different sport there's completely different vibe when you know a missed shot happens or anything like that unlike Mm -hmm. you know someone throwing a there's no like catch touchdown i don't know no san francisco's giants fans are like going out and stabbing people because you like the a's like yeah we Mm -hmm. don't like each other but we're not we're not directly fighting like i mean uh, oakland back in the day had some back in the day that's oakland (laughs) but you know know. now they're vegas i mean yeah yeah, i don't know it's like soccer has such a a different vibe um and you know i'm willing to go to a bar at six o'clock in the morning and you know cheer on the team that i would hope to win the world cup now i mean they have a lot of work to do but uh i don't know man it's i can't wait for 2026 north america fifa world cup i mean it's going to be insane right i've already like i'm going to start this slush fund so i can go to as many games as i can uh queasy and i talked about this we're trying to go to as many games as possible that'll be Um, crazy so it's you know it's it's a huge huge different environment and uh i'd do it again i'd do it again if even if you told me hey usa is gonna lose do you still want to go to the bar at six o'clock in the morning i'm up Hell yeah. Hell yeah. It's, about the, yeah. it's, it's the great know, attitude. It's the feeling that, you know. He heard bar and he was so like. Subliminally, like, you cheering in that bar in the United States is helping them. Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah. Right? That's how it I'm works. standing on one foot and I know that's helping, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, uh, it's like with football when people are like are in their house cheering with like like someone's jersey on. They're like, dude, me me wearing this jersey, that's helping them play right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He mean, knows. Toddy, Toddy believes that if she doesn't watch the game, the Raiders do good. So I mean, it's, it's a win-win. So for she me. never I, watches I the Raiders to, game, but she's the biggest the fan of the Raiders no, I know. Okay. Well, she she goes to the games. And oh, her okay. Family, her family is diehard Raiders. So mm-hmm. it's it's really weird, right? I'm Niners. I'm Giants. Yeah. They're A's. They're Raiders. I mean, we're I mean, opposite on the everything. A's are better, but and it's great because it it makes this healthy kind of like competitive relationship between mm-hmm. her and I, um, which you know I love. But uh, yeah, there was a there was a point where we had the game on the other day, and we uh, we were watching the Raiders, and they started like doing shitty, and and like she's talking to her dad, she's like, oh yeah, we just turned it on, and the she, nope, turned it off. It was like <laughs> right a complete off. flip, and then they won. I was like, okay, well, you know, you can believe it. It's your own superstition, but yeah, uh, mm-hmm. it's yeah, like when rally caps. Yeah, yeah, no, I like rally cats, stitious, stuff like but that. I'm a little stitious. Right? <laughs> I'm a little stitious. <laughs> but I mean, and that's what it, it creates fun. I mean, that that shit's fun. Like the rally caps. I mean, that's hilarious. Rally caps are the best. And it, it, it just it gives more people a reason to come together, and that's really all you can ask for in sports. You don't need to. And and you know, this goes back to like high school, right? We used to get 
rowdy at yeah. our basketball games, football oh, games, soccer. Yeah. We had we had everybody showing up to our games like Dude, our student section was rowdy. a problem. Dude, when you're in that Yo. small world of high school, dude, you're on the top of that world right there. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, that's like that's like peak. Everything matters so much. Like, dude, so like we would go to like random like Wednesday night basketball games. We'd have like 150 students in this section. Holy shit, we'd just be heckling the fuck out of these kids the whole entire yeah. night. And we won a lot of those games. And like yeah. we just were getting in these kids' head. But dude, I, that like that really like hit me with nostalgia when you mentioned like the student section shit. Cause like that, I don't know. That was always such a fun part of like high school, you know, events like that when you'd go watch someone else's sport and like just go crazy for no reason. Games, bro. Yeah. Right. And then, games. Yeah. So you, you have that like, you know, high school, you always remember going to the games and stuff like that. So now fast forward 20 plus years, how do you relive that kind of like euphoria? You go to sports games. You talk mm. shit to the other side. Yeah. You, you know, you get more involved than you should be because it, it makes you feel young again. And that's what I've learned. Dude, I will go to the bar. I will look the most ridiculous. Like I had socks pulled up. Like I had soccer socks on. I you had, had a scarf my pants on, right? pulled up. I had a sc- Yeah, I had, you know, the scarf. Oh, I had everything. Nice right. And, uh, it's it that's the fun part about it is because it you know it doesn't matter how old you are right i mean you could you can go to a sports game and you feel young again you you're around friends you're around you know loved ones and it's just it's a blast and that's that's what i love about soccer i love about football i love everything it brings the youth out in us even if we can't play the sport anymore and yeah well it's funny because all those things you're saying they do you know they work for soccer but they also work for paintball so much. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's why I've loved like, you know, when Hormesis put out that shirt, play like a kid um, and kind of all that like, like that messaging and stuff that they've been doing is like, yeah, like you want to be a, you know, 50 year old dad who has, you know, his 15 year old son. Yeah. You guys can play this sport together and like, Hey, you may actually fuck up your kid. Like you, you know, it's not like other sports, (laughs) like, you know, basketball, football, where it's super athletic and it's like, I got it. Sorry, Sonny. I I just, I I can't keep up with you. Go ahead. No, I got it. I was going to say, speaking of the like dad thing, dude, I remember when I was like 11 years old, I went out with my dad. And he shot me in my throat, dude. Like, <laughs> directly in my throat. Just, oh, I was pissed, too. I was, like, pissed. I think it was when I was walking out or something like that. Like, the first step out of the bunker, you know? Austin's oh, been so getting bonus balled since dude. his first day of playing paintball. <laughs> well, and see, that's the cool thing, too, is, right? Like, athletic, like, wise, athletic-wise, like, you can go play soccer, and someone's going to be always more athletic than the other, or, like, that's going to be an advantage. Basketball. I'm 6'5", man. You can put me up against Tyler, and I'm going to beat his ass in, in basketball, <laughs> right? Because yeah. he's, he's short and <laughs> fast, like but... Dunk on you. Yeah. But, like, you go out and paintball, and you could be, you know, 50, 60 years old and still beat up on these younger athletic kids, and it's so cool to see, like, I have... And, and sack paintball, shout out... Lane, bro. Yeah, shout out to, you know, Junior and Gina and what they've done for the Sacramento area, bringing sack paintball over. But all these fathers and sons come into the shop and they're like, hey, you know, I used to play paintball back in the day and now my son's of age. I really want to get into it. Oh. And dude, it it brings these fathers and sons together in some way that like, I wish my dad played. Granted, like my dad was always there and he supported me through soccer and everything like that and paintball. And he wish took I me to hunting took me to huntington beach and i 
so, probably some of the best memories I've ever had. And uh, God damn it, had <laughs> that fucking. I, I wanted yeah, to react, but Ryan just kept going, and I was like, I "Can we can we talk about how Hatch just said that?" <laughs> I, we're good. I, I, I you know, I, I it, it's just it blows my mind that you know people are able to have these relationships, and you know, it's cool that their fathers are playing with them. I didn't have that. He stood. He supported me in other ways, but um, and that's the big thing about paintball now is you know I lost my father. Um, you know, almost two years ago. Coming, it will be two years. Um, next next year but uh you know i he he was the one thing that him and i traveled for that i never did with my mom Mm -hmm. he he was always the one who took me to huntington beach you know he was the one who you know took me to these tournaments las vegas stuff like that and um so that's that's kind of like you know alex made me a custom headband for my dad yeah um so that's always going to be a part of paintball for me and that's why i'm going to continue playing paintball because that is my last connection sports wise to him so Mm. and now i'm seeing all these dads and sons getting into it in the shop and it's cool because i'm able to help them out and kind of steer them in the way of getting into the sport and getting involved and creating that relationship which i never had on the field Mm -hmm. so it's it's really cool that's like that's like next level dude that's like the next generation that you're seeing being created like the next next generation we have like the dmg kids that are like 12 13 years old that are the next generation next past us and then you got the next, 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 yeah. next, next. So the crazy. next, yeah. next. Yeah. That's so crazy, dude. Wait till the next, next, next comes, dude. Then you'll be really freaking out. <laughs> and then, I mean, yeah, shit, I mean, Ryan, you've been playing since 99. There's been like 12 next generations yeah, no, at this point. He's the before before. You know, if Alex ever hears this part of it, <laughs> I'm going to have him, you know, message you. And we're not that old. I mean, granted, they're a little bit older than me, but yeah. No, no, I, I know. Yeah. And I, I think I mentioned that to Alex, too. Uh, one of the times we were having a conversation, I was like, Alex, when was the first, you know, pro event you played? And he was like, uh, 98 or 97 or, you know, one of those years that they, they went pro. I can't remember right now. And I was like, OK, so I wasn't born. Copy. All right. <laughs> <laughs> like, good to know. <laughs> it's just yeah. it's just crazy. Like, you know, my whole life, those guys have been the like top dogs, the you know, the 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 best examples of our sport and so it's crazy that they are still the top dogs they they just won world cup three years in a row like or yeah three years in a row right because the 2020 the 2021 and 2022 so i mean yeah that's it's insane yeah i mean it, it just shows that you know skill and time behind the gun can outweigh you know the guys who can get there you know half a second faster right mm-hmm. It's it's all about the knowledge of the game, and they have plenty of it. They have plenty of time behind the gun, and you know that that goes for most things in life, right? And I, I've met guys who, you know, you can have this natural ability to shoot a real gun, but the guys who have put hundreds of thousands of rounds behind a gun, you know, it, time behind the gun matters, and it becomes like a have. part it's, of you. Like it's not yeah. even a tool at that point. It's like just an yeah. extension of self. Like, I have friends that talk so much shit that like they shoot like real guns. Like, dude, I would grill you up in paintball, and I'm like, all right, buddy. Oh, I, I got right. that. I got that all the time. Yeah. I, 
I took my ship, I took my department out to play paintball one time. And granted, these were guys who, you know, we had been to the Federal Law Enforcement Academy. I mean, these guys were, you know, they were doing boardings and, you know, these guys were so cool. They had guns and stuff like that. And it was really cool because we all had the same training, but they're like, oh, well, I'm going to mess you up on the paintball field. I'm like, all right, okay. I mean, it's a completely different environment. This isn't playing war. This is shooting little gelatin balls at each other. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's you know, not simulation. Like, they got they got smoked. Mm. I mean, it wasn't even guns? close. Did you? Have no, your I, I even got a rental. I, I even took a rental. Right. So Respect. like, I'm not. It's and, and like I said, I mean, equipment matters. I'll I'll give it that. Like on an even playing field, if you, you know, skill wise, if someone has a gun that is better than the other one, so you're playing like someone equal, yeah sequel someone equally has my skill and then i have you know a cs2 and someone else has a tipman realistically i should win the pressure time. is just gonna mm-hmm. overwhelm them yeah but um y- you know it, it, but actually i would also say there. that's the cool thing with paintball is like he might win two or three of those just because yeah. like just takes yeah, one lucky one ball like yeah, yeah. Ball. I, mean, I mean but you're right a majority of the time the better equipment should be winning on paper, I should be winning every time. Yeah. Granted, yes, you can get lucky balls here and there, but I hope you know. I never get put in that situation because I'm gonna lose that shit for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's a video so this off season. Lose lose situation. Hatch first AK. Hatch gets a Tipman. You know what? I'll take those odds. All right. <laughs> Let's see it. No, Let's see Hatch, it. Let's run it. Hatch is better off in that situation, right? Because he's expected to lose, but if he doesn't, yeah. it's it, he's a win-win, right? Dude, get, he's got, got nothing, nothing to lose. To, yeah, I got nothing. Yeah, no, exactly. Gain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. No, but AK wins. He's expected to. Yeah, but it would be impossible for him to win because if he's only shooting Mac, dude, uh, he's only gonna be able to hit me probably like once, maybe twice in oh, a snap. That. Exactly. That's what yeah. I'm saying. <laughs> get rid of that. <laughs> you know, I mean, at least like. Yeah. Yeah. He's not gonna know what to wipe. He's gonna be. He's not gonna be able to see. Be oh. All I'm saying. All I'm saying is the, how embarrassing. Well, then I know exactly where to wipe. <laughs> wipe I don't know. I don't know. It, the the Todd Boyer can get rid of that hit pretty. Easy. <laughs> Dude, have you seen yeah, that, one that just came out? Who? I think it was Chris. Uh, Are you talking about Chris, where he dives Chris? and puts his mask into the ground? No, I saw one where he night. He's fighting, fighting, fighting. Then gets shot. Switches. He goes whoop. Oh yeah. <laughs> just the like God back of the. Damn, bro. He he's been watching too much Todd Boyer. That guy can get away with everything. But the Chris Caputo one, he like That's gets hit in the gog off the face and then puts his face into the ground. Now I didn't find out if he got pulled or a penalty or anything like that but to have the awareness just to put your face under the ground that's hilarious i mean that's some like we alex talked about this clip hopper, alex goldman wiping a hopper yeah like in stride yeah it's so crazy because that, that's so hard to get away with it's also well, funny how alex like, like alex tries to pretend that and never happened so it was that must so have been clean, like it was right when he like blinked. went to dive no it was no dude i've i've seen the i've seen the like uh full speed clip of it it's I mean, instant. It's hard it's, to do. I mean, yeah. so it looks fast, like he's right? just trying to cover. You know, how people used to like cover back in the day their goggles before mm-hmm. they dive. Yeah, or do it the like, like arms. Just side, trying yeah. to protect his hopper, like yeah. until oh, they slow it down. It, it's, yeah, it's oh, hard I can to get the bounce off my hand rather than taking the yeah. hit in the face. Oh, but I mm-hmm. can't see the rest of the field. Yeah, that yeah. was a great move back in the day. That was that well, was yeah. strategy, bro. But, but the the thing was too is like that was MPPL seven man right so they had more players on the field so you had the, almost refs eyes of refs were looking trying different to yeah. 
pick up all these people and then you have this blur of a player running in front of you at night too so you, you know there's rep, less right? ambient light yeah you're just like eh, oh, fuck yeah it. someone else will watch that guy i'll watch <laughs> yeah, the guy so it's like i mean it was a clean ass wipe and he did it really well and no one would have believed it ever happened unless it was on camera <laughs> Fuck, yeah, shout out Cassidy. Shout out Cassidy. Lost, right? Yeah, I lost AfterShock, right? Yeah, that oh, was yeah, the event. Yeah, me. that. Well, and that, All that was it. Leave. Cassidy or because uh, then I didn't believe, Dan also that filmed Cassidy. that match? Well, yeah, because it was the HK video that Cassie had the wipe in, but that match was also being filmed as part of Dan Napoli's one night in it one night in November series um, about AfterShock. Because yeah, no, that that video is legendary. It's one of my favorite like paintball mm. documentaries ever made what is it uh the hk it was like hk the world is ours or something like that but uh that was such a yeah i love yeah. that video was that 2011 or was that 2012 let's see 2012 uh, right i, I want to say it was a right i, I almost want to say 11 because 2011 because didn't the mppl die out in 2012 uh died out in 2013 i played one of the last okay. events. yeah i can't i can't remember I it, I, 2011 i think 2011 yeah, um yo so that's funny you you have a you know you have another monitor mounted above your primary monitor so that makes me you know wonder uh ryan doss have you ever been a, a twitch streamer <laughs> yeah i did <laughs> yeah uh, hey uh can you can you let everyone know what game you played no we're not, we're, we're not, we're we're not gonna talk about that <laughs> it's no, better than I, runescape uh... I, I you know, when I was when I was younger, I got really into WoW, really into it. And yeah. it was it was always like my hidden thing, right? I always I never told my friends about it. I, I in <laughs> high school I played sports, everything like that. But then I had this other side of me that I loved playing World of Warcraft. So I did it uh, you know, behind the scenes, didn't really tell many people about it. And then when I got in the military, it was a way for me to connect with my friends back home. I was mm -hmm. still able to play and um and you know fast forward i was playing these private servers for you know classic wow and stuff like that and uh i i got into you know classic wow and then i became i at one point was ranked number one in the world for you know holy paladins it, it, i got really into it and that's right not... <laughs> i, I want to say that again he was ranked number one in the world in wow hold on do you know how many millions of people play this game I have no idea. I, um, like no one is reacting to that. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, it, That's crazy. It, 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 it was really, it was, uh, it was at a time I got really into it. It was in the middle of COVID. Um, they had just released the classic version of vanilla. Wow. And that is my favorite version of wow. Because you know, any person who plays wow is like, Oh, well, it's nostalgic old expansions were almost always better. No matter how shitty they were, they were, <laughs> they were always better. better because yeah. it's nostalgia. And it's just like paintball. Oh, back in the day, paintball was always better. Yeah, it was oh, yeah. expensive That's like... and it was harder to get sponsorships. But yeah, there was a lot more people involved. So it was always better. But uh, I got really into it. And, you know, I, for some reason, obsessed with Paladin and love healing and um, got really... Game of all time? Uh, yes, because, you know, there was some times in life where, you know, money was never a good thing to go out and waste and you know what mm. better than i go get a six pack of whatever beer come home and that's the only money i spent that night right i could mm. just sit at home and be a nerd for 10 hours and not for, spend any yeah, money for 15 dollars a month like yeah exactly yeah, yeah. and and there was so a simple though men are so yeah. sick 
and uh you know it was a way for me to save money and connect with friends across the u.s and so i did that and you know i got really good at it and still really good at it to this day and um you know chased i was chasing parses at the time which is the ranking system and ultimately it got me to number one holy paladin in the world and i mean you even look at the rankings and the screenshots that i have and i mean you see like the chinese symbols you, you see all these people across the world and it's like I've never thought about it this way, and but when other people are like, "Holy crap!" Like, that's pretty crazy. That's I'm badass. Like, like I didn't even like, think about it. I'm sweating and, all these motherfuckers. <laughs> that that's sweaty. Like that's that amazing. is it yeah, is. it is. And it, I mean, it, it, bro, I sweat sometimes too. You're good, bro. You're good. Yeah, and, and because don't get me wrong, I love first person shooters and I love Call of Duty, Modern Warfare, love it. Mm. But there's something. Wow has always had a place in my heart, and it's it, <laughs> until now. Thanks for calling me out on that. Uh, people didn't know about it. So. Yeah, sorry, but um, no, and I because we we had talked about that a long time ago. Um, yeah, you somehow brought that up, and I just remember how like stunned I was because I think for me, like that would that's kind of a nerd goal, like you know, be You're number one wow in seen. the world in some type of game, like. Dude, you that's hard to do. Like gamers, gamers are sweaty. Like if you want to beat other gamers, like I thought about trying like you know speed runs or stuff like that before, and it's like there's no point, bro. Like unless you are a god tier human. Really traumatized me. What WoW players are supposed to look like, <laughs> right? I, I really love that episode. Me. That was so far off of like how WoW really was, but it was. It was hilarious. so funny though. That's yeah. how, that that is my perception of it. I'm like, dude, what the fuck? Play that dude. shit. You you watch these like race to world first of like the current WoW progression and these guys are like jacked. I mean, they are athletes. Yeah. Like if you were to look at them, you would never be like, that guy plays WoW. You play WoW, and it's like no, you would be like, holy crap! You you probably just go out, work out, and then you just go to the beach and hang out with a bunch of hot girls. Like no, these <laughs> these guys are like. I mean, they're, I mean, that's, I think that's what esports is going to, right? There, mm -hmm. it's no yeah. longer this like unhealthy obsession. It's, it's people who take care of themselves so they can sit down and play mm -hmm. these long hours of grinding. But then yeah. the second they get up, you know, they're not physically fucked up. They yeah, that, actually go organizations out. do that now. A lot of that, game organizations they make mm -hmm. their yeah. players get, stay active because they're playing video games all the time and they know like the, the negative repercussions of just sitting there all day. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, it, that, it's like, a little bit of that. I am going to I am going to cut in here a little bit because uh, the other part of it is is the human body literally performs better. Um your mental your like your brain will react faster. You will have faster reaction times if you are in better shape. So, yes, today the average BMI of like an esports player is probably higher than, you know, the average BMI of a NFL player, you know, fucking NBA player, any of those. But I think they are starting to now esports orgs are realizing that and they're investing money into, you know, actual training facilities, actual trainers, you know, getting these guys like, hey, you guys need to get in the gym, you know, you need to eat a little bit better, you know, like trying to get that to be a part of it. Um, yeah, which, yeah, I helps out everyone because then I mean, hey, you know, let's be real. If you have a, a gamer who is like, have you ever heard of the dude Freakazoid? He used to play Counter-Strike back in the day. Dude is a legit bodybuilder. Like could compete he's a huge human being and he was a pro in counter-strike grow they would use him all the time for marketing material promotions and it only makes sense like he's a good looking human being if you see that man wearing a shirt you probably want to buy that shirt too so it's yeah. like you know that that definitely is becoming a you know part of the whole branding and you know esports as a general whole is like yeah 
maybe we should look like our dudes actually could, you know, lift or or, or yeah. move a little bit. And yeah, and that's the the crazy thing too is like you see all this movement behind being healthy and everything like that, and it it is now carried over to paintball. I mean, back in the day, you could be you know overweight bigger person and still be a back player effectively and now you've seen the transformation into paintball where that back center player needs to be athletic enough to be a one he needs yeah, to go up because he's gonna go and, play the center yeah. <laughs> yeah or you know fill out to the snake side and be able to fill into the snake or anything yeah, like that all and, the way down at any point yeah and it's a great thing is like everything is starting to progress towards this healthier lifestyle and that's a good thing for everybody right it shows mm-hmm. that being healthy like just is better in every single way right there's yeah. no negative aspect to being healthy yeah yeah i mean i mean besides not being able to eat flaming hot cheetos i was gonna say yeah like uh, let's be real that's I'm about gonna... it but yeah are you a hot cheeto girl ryan are you a oh, no i'm not well oh sorry there's two I, ryans that always gets confusing i 100 am i like when i so I, here's a story for you i was in san diego and i was about to leave my ship to go to another ship so i'm i'm down in san diego i'm in the barracks which are essentially dorms for everybody who was on the ship when we were in port and uh I hear a knock at the door and like I open the door and like seven or eight of my friends rushed in and started beating the crap out of me and they taped me up and basically what they did was took bags and bags of flaming hot Cheetos which they knew I loved at the time and like started dumping them on me in the shower and then pouring like Mountain Dew on me so they were hazing me before I left you know kind of hey we know you're leaving but you know remember us and uh to this day i'll never forget that because that was like but that's just such an interesting choice like <laughs> we're, we're gonna waterboard him with mountain dew you know he'll oh, he'll dude. hate that I mean, dude, that's the military it's like if i mean there's so much crap that you can't do that any not anymore any well today's anymore. military is different as well too yeah like our crossing the line ceremonies were they, they were pretty intense it was it was a good time but uh yeah, I mean, it it was funny because back in the day, you know, I was 6'5 my junior year of high school, maybe even a little sooner than that, but I couldn't gain any weight. Like, dude, I went to high school, or I went to boot camp. I was 170, 6'5. Like, I was Damn. a liar. And so I would eat all these bad things like flaming on cheetos mountain dews and don't get me wrong i still indulge those are still great but you know the age is finally caught up and it's like okay well you can't eat as many of those anymore and stuff like that but uh yeah i was obsessed with them back in the day no it's funny you say that um maddie at one of the events he was maddie marshall he was talking to me um and i think we somehow like beards got brought up and he was like oh yeah your beard's looking good and he's like you know how old are you again and i was like um you know just just about to turn 24 and you know i'm 24 now and he's like yeah you know your mid-20s it's you know when a couple things start to change you notice two things get thicker your beard and your gut <laughs> and i was like yeah, yeah that's right maddie <laughs> like <laughs> didn't have to remind me but it's all going downhill <laughs> yeah yeah it's a hard harsh reality mm-hmm. yeah this hey, is the uh, first time i've actually grown a beard yeah, it looks good, man. I like the beanie look too. We're getting hipster Ryan. That's a it's wow. a very good look. Mm-hmm. Looking good. Dude. That's Hormesius Ryan. That's yeah. a, it's, it's a Hormesius Santa collab. I mean, it is. I have it See? Yeah, it is. Yep. But yeah, uh, what, what were you gonna hey, say? Okay. I just wanted to build off the uh, hot Cheeto story because one of my uh, favorite stories from Ryan, uh, if if he wants to mention on the podcast about the Girl Scout cookies. Oh, the the little business what? behind that, dude. Are I thought you... that was so smart. <laughs> so, 
I'm confused. We'll, we'll see. Okay. So I, I can't believe you actually remember this. So, okay. Back in the day, my mom, uh, so I have a little sister. Uh, she's the world to me. Her name's McKenna. Uh, she was a Girl Scout when I was in the military. And uh, they would send me out a box of uh, Girl Scout cookies, like a huge box, like full of just a, a bunch of these smaller boxes of Girl Scout cookies. And, um, you know, it was cool. It was like, oh, you know, I could have all these Girl Scout cookies. I could share them with people. Uh, it was a yeah. business opportunity. Uh, when you're out on a ship in the middle of the ocean, it is it is literally prison rules, right? It's, you yeah, could, that's currency. <laughs> you could sell a cookie uh, currency. A, a can of dip for oh. twenty, thirty dollars. Yeah. Like yeah. Uh, you were getting this huge markup. And so I went forward with this. I was like, okay, I need stuff that I can't get that people are getting sent out. So I would, you know, trade these Girl Scout cookies for like you know racks of monsters or something to keep me up on or like i would sell them you know for in-store currency so that i could go down and buy like stuff like you know whatever i needed so like i you know i i was the person on the boat if you wanted girl scout cookies go find us (laughs) damn and i i would you like slide out under your bed you just which ones you want uh we got some thin mints got some s'mores It was, uh, it, it was, it was funny because, you know, that's, that was my thing. It was like, I would get these Girl Scout cookies sent out to me. We would be like in Golfito, Costa Rica. And all of a sudden this <laughs> big box shows up and it's like Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> it was like, I was thinking, you know, okay, business time. I got to flip these into, I need at least, you know, at least three big flaming hot Cheeto bags. I need <laughs> at least, you know, six monsters, you know, all this stuff. So I had to, you know, I was looking out for my own. I had to get what I needed on board. So, uh, yeah, Boy, it was definitely right a... There. It was definitely a business opportunity, and I took full advantage of it. And you know, uh, thank you, mom, for sending me out the, the cookies. <laughs> you, you made life a lot easier. But uh, yeah, it was uh, it was interesting. I mean, ship life is another life, man. I mean, if if you know a, a huge portion of the population doesn't know about ship life, yeah. You know, shout out to all the active and uh, active duty military who's deployed. I mean, a deployment is another world i mean any guys who have been on deployment know it's you you build this bond with your brothers out there brothers and sisters now um that uh it's it's you you can't there's no way to kind of explain to people who haven't lived through it i mean i can best explain to it like a fraternity but Mm -hmm. it goes farther well and and the best way because i mean i'm I'm not in the military myself i was bringing that up but my brother's in and you know i've seen some of the way his friendships are and you know guys that he went through rtc with and he's still like best friends with to this day you know eight ten years later um you know seeing a lot of what it is it's kind of similar to paintball like you spend so much time with these people and you also do something that requires a lot of trust it's like you not you need to do your job i need to do my job and if we both do that we're gonna be all good um and you know i think those two things really develop like tight-knit friendships um because like you know everyone talks about like that 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 group of guys that they have and it's usually around two things spending a lot of time with them and then also like some type of hobby or interest that pulls them together where they need to do something you know you see that with like car guys you see that with you know like the gun community and guys who are huge into that like it's definitely you know it, it it's something that you can't really experience unless you're there experiencing it and oh. it's yeah it, it's kind of one of those yeah. like feelings that just just it's really indescribable it's like 
I've, I've been with you for six months now and you know, like I just, yeah, it, it becomes less so like a friendship and more like, all right, you're literally a brother at this point. So hi dude. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and a lot of times, you know, you, you, you were in situations where you had to depend on that person next to you. Like when we got into pursuits with non-compliant vessels, it was like that person next to you, behind you, uh, whoever's, you know, the coxswain at the time, like you had full trust because if shit went south, they were the only people around for hundreds of miles who were going to be able to help, whether, whether it be taking out a person or responding to you know, like a search and rescue case or anything like that. Those were the people who were going to help you get out of that situation. And the whole goal was to get out intact safely and either rescue people or take away the bad stuff that the bad guys have. So, I mean, again, it, it, like you said, it's a, it's an undescribable bond that you build. And, you know, that's probably why I love paintball so much is because it's, it's unlike any other sport, unless you're on a traveling team. I mean, that's when things change, but mm -hmm. you're, average recreational team you don't get that bond you don't get going and staying in an airbnb for four or five days at a time spending every second with these people crammed in a hotel room cram crammed in a hotel room mm -hmm. i mean it, you learn a, a lot about people and, you like uh, you legitimately live with people at events like it's it's yeah. such a mm -hmm. yeah you have to cohabitate there's no fuckers. moment of separation yeah there's no there's no peace right and that's that's why i i love it because it replicates the military, right? And that's why I love seeing what Chris Wrangle has done with veteran militias because mm -hmm. now you get both in the same world and now they're having this crazy tournament at the World Cup. It's so cool, man. Yeah. There's no Coast Guard team, but hey. No one cares. Can't be perfect, right? No one cares. Hey, but uh, <laughs> um, no, it's, it's cool because you, you you get these hints of brotherhood. You get at everything like uh, Skyler. Skyler. Rickett, he's one of those guys who Sky I can call at any so time of the day and vent to and dude the guy will genuinely listen and respond and like it's cool it, it like it creates brotherhoods the sport is create brotherhoods and i love it there's i you know my my mom has always told me or and my dad you know you can really count friends on typically one or two hands uh with paintball you can you can get away with more than that you know, you yeah, can start you going down to your toes. Yeah, you can start going down to your toes. Okay, that one and time, cool, and then yeah, you can go on my fingers' hands, dude. I guess. Yeah, get right. toes insane. out. Yeah, and in soccer, you know, I was lucky that some of my best friends played soccer with me. But you know, you go play on these teams, and I haven't talked to those guys in years. But hey, guess what? I still talk to Victor from San Diego Mob. I still you know, go visit my friends up in Washington or, you know, anything like that. You know, one of them lives out in Montana. So I go out there to visit them and I soccer team. I don't do that. Mm -hmm. It's, it's weird, man. It's paintball is a very unique sport and it's a very unique opportunity to build these lifelong friends. And I, I love it. It's, I mean, here, I mean, talking with you guys, I go to the, the field randomly and it's like, mm -hmm. you see this person you haven't seen in months and it's like, mm -hmm. Hey, what up, so Doss? Yeah. I mean, exactly. I'm... every time I walk down the field, I it, it's it's the hardest thing to be on time, right? Because it's <laughs> yeah. Okay, I got to stop to talk to this guy. Oh, I gotta there's start. another guy. Over hey, here what's up, bro? Hey, hey, how are you? Hey, how are you? How <laughs> yeah, are you? I know. Amazing. I know that one. bad at it. Yeah, I could literally, yeah. I could stop playing tomorrow, not come for six months, come right back, and everybody's gonna be super stoked. Yeah, like that's the cool thing about you know, not granted. 
Capital Edge is a different beast. Like, love it. Capital there. Edge, and yeah. the family Very that you create like there. That. Very yeah. few fields like that. Yeah. And I'm fortunate enough. Like, I I've found two fields that are basically like that. DBS and then Capital Edge, but man, am I lucky to find those two fields yeah. during my career? So yeah, definitely, uh, I love it. I love everybody who's a part of the communities around here. Um, Sack Paintball has created an amazing community of them, mm-hmm. so I get to see them almost every day when I'm working there, or if I'm down, you know, at Field One or Hormesis, you know, I'm still talking to people uh, throughout the community. It's it's whew, unbelievable. Right, see, yeah. and then now I get to sit back and actually realize how amazing these communities are like you don't i i I guess i take it for granted but uh yeah being able to express that to others i really see how amazing these people are who are are involved in my life so that's cool feels good dude okay this is like a little tangent right here but dude let me tell you when it comes to chicks bro dude when i tell them that i'm like how like how much i love my paintball friends and like how much i am into this dude they get hot over that shit, bro. They're like, that's just lit, dude. They go, it's, it's, they go, it is so sexy seeing somebody so passionate about that. And I'm like, dude, fuck yeah. Yeah. I mean, everything Hatch does is for the babes. I hope people realize that. I mean, yeah. I mean, put it on your resume. I mean, it's, it's cool because you can kind of turn paintball into a resume builder, right? It's all about how you articulate things and be like, well, I'm a great team player. I play this team sport where, you know, I get to basically control the outcome of the game based on how well we work together. And if you flip things like that, taking notes, taking notes, I'm telling you, put it, put it on resumes like that. And you explain to like a future employer, God damn it, you, you just say like, Hey, you know, this is what this sport has taught me. And I would love to translate what I've learned from this sport into your business. And you can go forward with that. And I hope people are doing that because paintball offers that kind of that, that lesson, mm-hmm. For real world stuff, I mean, yeah, people are gonna be like, "Oh, you you go play war every day." No, it's more than I that. I hate it's, those motherfuckers. You, you're oh gonna be able to. God, you're gonna be able to take these lessons and these skills and everything and apply it to. It doesn't matter what you do. Uh, you can go forward and apply it to you know working at McDonald's. Hey, this is how we can make our team even that much better, more productive. We can to, be all the way up to running a company. You know, <laughs> dude. There's a reason. Burgers, same shit. There's a reason why, uh, you know, Alex and all of them are very successful. I mean, I guarantee they've taken, you know, a lot of what they've learned on the field and they're applying it to businesses now. It's mm-hmm. it's people need to realize there's a lot more skills involved in what you're doing every weekend or, you know, every other weekend or once a month. Dude, take that, translate it into, you know, a articulable resume and go forward. Take take paintball seriously. And, and hey, that's going to spread the 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 word about paintball too it's like hey we should probably do a business retreat because you know paintball can teach us you know teamwork and coordination and Mm -hmm. communication and all this stuff it's like oh we could build paintball just through the professional world if we just got out there and use it as an everyday reference yeah damn i love paintball so much i know right i don't even know where the fuck i'd be without it dude So, I mean, we, we've been talking about you for, I don't know, a while now, Doss, but uh, it's definitely been good to kind of get to know you, hear some of your background story. Um, one other thing I did want to bring up before we leave the show today was um, tryouts are going to be this weekend. And, um, you know, one of my, mm. one of my things... My question. So, wait, wait. One of my things I've written down here, do you have any plans for next year, Ryan Doss? Um, you know... My whole goal in paintball, 
and I, I never had a goal of going pro. I never had a, a goal of anything like that. My whole goal was to play with friends. I want to play with friends. I want to recreate the bond I had in the military. I want to play with people that I enjoy being around Jeez. because you're going to spend all this time and money together. Why not enjoy it? So, you know, if, if I find a, uh, an opportunity to go do that, then I will take it. Obviously, you know, life has, has to be settled. And, you know, that's what this whole last year has been about is getting settled. Um, but if life is settled, I mean, hell, you, you know, I'll be back. <laughs> and, you know, I have, a group of friends who are like-minded and you know, if something comes of it, then so be it. So, um, I don't know. We'll see. I'm, I'm going to take it step by step. I'm not going to, you know, sit there and be like, Oh, I'm coming back. You know, I'm going to be there out, <laughs> out there every it. other weekend or every weekend. <laughs> you know, I'm going to, I'm going to, yeah, of course, when I have permission from, you know, the, the partner in life and, you know, I, I always want to make sure my dogs and she is first. So, you know, Toddy and my dogs are first and, you know, my friends and everything, you know, they can, they can come after that. And, you know, if life is settled with her and the, the life and professional world and everything like that, then yeah, I'll be back. And, you know, I'll always be a part of paintball, mm -hmm. whether it's, you know, playing, if it's helping coach, you know, I want to be more involved, more involved than I was this last year. You know, I think I only played, damn, I only played one event. I think ICPL. Um, no, you played SAC too, right? Oh, I played SAC. Because you played with Bob. That, that, yeah, that, that was Podium. a... Podium. That was a weird was event. A, Weren't there Podium. four teams? No, there was three. Yeah, three it was, teams. It was, uh, it was, it was basically a, a circumstance. And those guys, honestly, shout out to Casey All-Stars. They were great. I, and I loved meeting every single one of them. Um, it was such a great time. It was such a different experience because every team is very different. They are very different from the DMG program, mm -hmm. which is great. Um, because if every team was the same, then there would be no, no right. fun, right? You know, cookie cutter generic stuff is not fun. So I like that there's individuality to every team. Every player on the team is different. Um, so I, yeah, hats off to those guys. Those guys are going to be really good next year. I'm hoping, you know, sounds like they're going to play semi-pro and you know they'll probably be successful todd has created a very unique camp out uh, yeah i mean he's he's created an awesome camp out there um what he's doing for paintball i mean he's bringing light to paintball and you know whether it be through different means right i mean his his some of his videos are you know wiping a hit or anything like that but he's getting people behind it he's getting the views and that's what's awesome about it mm -hmm. um and you know he gave me the opportunity to come and help out with the kc guys you know i was thankful enough that i could just sit back and you know provide hey you know i'm a local resource i can find all these different things you guys can go out and handle your business you know i got to play um but you know i'd never went into that situation expecting to play every point and I didn't, I didn't have to, those guys handled business and, um, you know, they carried it to the next tournament and then the next tournament. So yeah, hats off to Casey all-stars. You know, we had our grudge matches when we were playing each other in D2 and I'm, I'm very excited to see their growth after this, you know, mm -hmm. they're going to be a hard hitting team and, uh, they're going to be a force to be reckoned with in semi-pro. So for sure. Oh yeah. Awesome, yeah I like those guys. And then, uh, you know, Hatch, AK, you guys going to be at tryouts? What's what's going on with that? You already know I'm going to be at tryouts, bro. And, yeah, I know you are, Hatch. That was more so for AK, because he's the wild card, like we always say. 
Let's hear it, AK. Let's hear it. What's up? Let's uh, hear it. I'll I'll be there, but I'm probably gonna be a DOS on this this one. I'm pulling the DOS card, and uh, <laughs> okay, I'm not I mean, committing to to any events as of right now. If I if I play next year, it'll probably be more of a out of opportunity with friends sort of sort of deal sort of same thing like not like i have anything planned but just more so like not gonna be playing the whole season well you are playing mech you want to play oh uh yeah so stuff like that (laughs) yeah what i mean like like if i if i play an event it's it's gonna be because you know i i have the the financial ability at that moment and Mm -hmm. you know i got a spot with with my boys so that works out you take care I'll, of real I'll life, and then everything yeah. else mm-hmm. falls into place. And Austin, you got time, brother. <laughs> You're younger yeah. than any of us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't think paintball is dying I, out anytime. I'm jealous time, of so. where you guys are in your youth. I mean, fuck you, the D3 team. You guys were killing it. You guys, <laughs> you guys always gave us the battle, right? Whenever mm-hmm. we did our camp games and everything like that, camp matches, you guys were always there. I mean, I I still remember when you guys came over to the the pro side of practice. And Logan goes out there and shoots everybody on Dynasty. I remember that. He just yep Logan, runs all the way down, off. and then they're like, they're like, what the hell happened? And what then he goes the out and does it another. Yeah, they're point. like, run it back, yeah, run it back, run it back. Same thing. The next point goes and shoots three or four people. <laughs> and you guys, yeah, dude, I I have nothing but faith that you guys will. Uh... All right, so what? You guys moving on to? You guys are ranked up, right? So all right, a lot of shit going down. Yeah, a lot, a lot of shit. I don't know what okay. the fuck's going on. I just get some phone calls every once in a while on what I want to do and what I think about doing. And I'm just like, uh, I don't know what the fuck's going on. I trust the process, right? But it's like, the bottom line is I want to play with my fucking friends. That's like bottom line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? And then the good thing is you guys have a good core of people. Like, there's not a person on that team that I'd be like, eh. I nah, I wouldn't want to play. Like you guys, you guys, you guys developed a cool little friendship, and I I enjoyed playing against you guys, um, except for Austin in the uh, ICPL cheaters. Um, but fuck the West Coast Sharks. <laughs> what? Um, what? No, I I, uh, I love what you guys did this year, and I mean, you guys had some podiums, which is amazing, and you know it's hard to do in such a populated division i mean fuck. there's a lot of you teams guys that have play D3. so many teams in that and you know same as like d4 like there's a, statistically like speaking yeah so statistically speaking it is very hard to win a tournament in those <laughs> yeah. divisions because there's so many whereas you you know d2 mm-hmm. and semi-pro there's you know 20 and you know your chances are a, a lot higher but when you have to go and play you know three or four times the amount of matches just to get to that final stage. I mean, shout out to you guys. You guys did it multiple times. So yeah, you guys, I think you guys will be set this next season. I feel like scouting's easier the higher you go, right? Cause there's like way less teams you got to do play. Um, oh, 100%. Right. You don't have yeah, to scout I mean, 12 teams for You play them more often, right? You yeah. probably yeah. Have I was going to say multiple times often. a year. Well, and that's the big thing too, is like you, you start familiar you start knowing these names of people you're playing. So you can sit back and you can watch them. You can see their play style. You can see, you know, how the team plays. And then, hey, guess what? There's only, you know, 18 other teams that you have to scout against. So then you move on to the next. And it's like you start developing, oh, okay, we're playing this team. And, you know, they're a very center punch team. Or, hey, they're a Dorito side push. Or, you know, unless they bring on new players, most teams, 
you know, depending on the layout, they don't really change too much, right? They mm-hmm. love pushing this side. They love pushing this side or, you know, they always have the base play of what you know they're going to do. So mm-hmm. yeah, scouting in higher divisions is a lot easier. I mean, granted the, the skill level, the gun skills, everything, the communication together and everything like that is going to be a lot harder to play against. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the, the scouting overall, in my opinion, is a lot easier. And, and that's the big difference between lower division teams who are great and lower division teams who sometimes do good and have this run is the team that does all the prep as if they were a higher division team is always going to excel. And you, you see that. For sure. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's why some of these teams are consistently at the top. Um, you know, Tropic Thunder started as a division five team. They won throughout that season, went to division four. They started winning throughout that season. So now, you know, hopefully they're moving up doing the natural progression. They Same have their own with... JT frame. Like, <laughs> wow. I mean, <laughs> yeah, Derek and Logan and them, they're, they're crazy. I mean, those guys, they, they support paintball so much. He, I mean, shout out to them. Those are some of the hormesis guys that, mm-hmm. you know, I've become so connected with, uh, you know, them, Robert Panarella, uh, Ryan Kinnenberg, uh, these guys I have uh, chased uh, down in Vegas. Uh, I mean, we've become so close and they're, I mean, what Logan and Derek are doing are crazy. I mean, that's a lot of masks that you have to pre-order and <laughs> hopefully sell, but I mean, yeah. they make great products. So, um, but yeah, I mean, what they've done with that program and they're naturally progressing. I hope they play D3 next year and they will be a force to be reckoned with because they play together and, um, they, they play very well and, uh, you know, it shows, I mean, they have a lot of wins under their belt, um, and a lot of rings. So good for them. All right, Doss, I got a question. All right. So for the guy who's played in a lot of the divisions, right? So what are the thing is the difference between those like upper echelon of D4 teams and then those teams that are kind of always at the bottom? What do you think is that difference? Uh, I think it's the average weekend they go out and play, right? You'll always see the teams that go that extra step to get outside help to help finesse their game. Um, I think it's Wrecking Crew who brings out uh, Marcelo. Marcelo. Like, dude, that that is a... On paper, that's a lower division team that's bringing in this upper echelon of help. But look at them. They're winning everything. Yeah. They won everything, right? And uh, it, it shows. So the team that goes the extra mile to not only go through the, the steps or the motions, right, um, is always going to be the team that's more prepared before they get to the field. They're the team staying in the house and going over game plans rather than, hey, we're going to go out and drink or anything like that, which it used to be, right? So now you're seeing these division four, division five, you know, division three teams carry themselves as an upper division team. And it shows on paper, you know, they're a lot more successful because their practices aren't wasted time. They're regimented. They're, you know, doing their off the break shots. They're doing all these things that upper division teams should be doing or are doing, and they're able to replicate it on the field. And that's bringing success to them. And that's the great, great part about these programs. Like, you can knock on the DMG D4 teams winning all the time. You know, you could say, you know, I've heard it all the time, right? Oh, you know, the DMG, they ref them. So they let them get away with it. No bullshit. I want to go home at the end of the day. I don't yeah. care who <laughs> wins. Like I've been there. I don't want to ref. Like no one wants to ref. Let's be clear. Getting shot for without no having reason, a gun in your really? hand and being able yeah. to shoot back is that the shit actually thing. hurts. Shit actually yeah. hurts. So, 
and, and that's a testament to DMG and what they've done, right? DMG gang, they won a bunch of tournaments this year because they played together. They do the regiment. I mean, Evan, that that guy, that kid, I mean, he's a kid. He has put in more work than I ever did in paintball when I was he's put that in age more work than for the last 20 years. I have not put in that much work. Yeah. Like that, that kid he's at the field somewhere. every weekend. I swear yeah. to God, every single weekend, like, yeah, there is no gaps. Like, and if it's a gap, it's cause he's playing a tournament. Like yeah. he, he spends so much time on paintball and you see it like the kid is a freaking beast. So yeah. And, and so excited to see where he goes. That's why you're seeing so much success with these teams is because they have created this regiment that it pays off. Um, <laughs> that's why it's it's awesome to see these like youth programs, the DMG kids, mm-hmm. you know, uh, the Hermans. And then now what Scott McDonald's Infamous doing kids. in the Bay Area, the mm-hmm. East Bay uh, Young Guns, or I, I forgot exactly how it's worded, but he, I mean, he's got an organization that's nationwide and he's trying to get all these kids in. And I mean, I believe he's every time I talk, I believe he's newer to the sport. And so seeing these adults who are backing these kids in the sport, the way they are and the way that they're taking it this seriously and they're going to world cup and they're competing Mm -hmm. in the youth division, which I mean, that's a success in all its own, right? Yeah. Like they had more teams than it was division two. It it was teams in division two. You're right. And it was the single biggest kids, like, division event that was ever played like you know going back in the day even when you know we never really like gave a spotlight for kids to play in a division that was like centered around them it was just like well if you want to play go go play d5 go play d4 have fun like (laughs) so it it was a huge event i mean there was there was a lot of teams in it it yeah was it at it was like it was at my local field though like it was like Mm -hmm. super small and it wasn't even like dude okay if i remember it correctly it was like capture the flag, but like weird, right? There were three flags. It was like it was like boom, 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 and like and like the two star boxes on the side, right? And then like each flag was like twenty five points, and the kill was worth like fifty. So if you grab like all of them, you could like win, right? It was yeah. so dumb. So basically, all I would do is fucking run up there, grab all three of them, and punk the fuck out of him because he was a kid, and he would hide in the back center, right? So it was like a one on one. Yeah, it was like a one on one young guns tournament. Hmm. Okay. Right, and it's like every single kid, they always like kind of sat in the back center kind of didn't really know right but i was like i was still young guns but i still played like some rec ball and we got a little bit familiar so i would uh i would fucking run up the middle just grab every single flag in a row and just bunker him he would never see me coming so that was just fun yeah. when i was a kid hatch had been yeah, stomping it's... on fools since he was six years old no what dude then, I, then there was that fucking freakazoid 15 year old that was like a fucking russian bear agent that fucking picked up a paintball gun and fucked my you, shit up dude you played against Beloy's like younger brother low-key yeah <laughs> And uh, that kid was like a fucking prodigy, but then he's like, you know what? I'm gonna take my talent to the fucking NFL or some shit. But whatever. I okay, mean, okay. Damn. You make actual money. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And the thing is, okay. Speaking of Evan and, and refing the Sepples, dude. Evan, bro, refing him is so easy. He's like, he's playing like this, bro. Playing like this. He's shooting, shooting, shooting. He gets bounced. He goes like this. Looks right at us, and I'm like, bruh, <laughs> easiest fucking. I'm Did like, I get hit? Or, get out. He's a, he's or, an honest or, kid. Yeah. He goes. Or, I was gonna say most of the time for me he'll point at it. He'll oh, literally point it. right where it is. Yeah, like that way I can be fast. Whole turn. So, I mean, but yeah, the whole turn. I know the whole turn. Kid wants to beat about. you with his one life. He doesn't want extra lives. Yeah, Respect that doesn't that. come till later. 
that's yeah, true. And then you're like, all right, goddamn it. person writing the checks, <laughs> and everything like that, it becomes a little different. You want a little, a little extra life. You get a little slimier, you know what I'm saying? Got to get a little slicker through them gaps. But uh, here, I'll, I'll correct myself with what Scott's done. It's uh, North Bay Young Guns. I'll shout out them. North Bay. Uh, okay. North Bay, yeah, Young, North Bay Young, Young Guns. They He's he's created a another network of youth that, uh, you know, is just building these players that are hungry. And, I mean... By the time all these kids are twenty, dude, so good. I'm yeah. done. <laughs> like we're all they're done. gonna be so good. <laughs> they're gonna be so good. So, but uh, yeah. yeah, shout out to them. I mean, this is something that uh, has caught on quickly. Um, the Hermans, the North Bay Young Guns. Well, and, it definitely. Uh, I, f- I feel COVID really was a, a blessing for paintball, which was weird because it was it was miserable for every other industry on the planet. But I feel like it just brought so many people back into the sport. You know who maybe oh. maybe they took two the years off at the long but, weekends you know yeah hundred percent yeah. honestly we saw we saw so many people getting back into the sport because like you said everything was do. closed down mm-hmm. everything was shut down and hey paintball hey you have a mask on you're you know, outside part, like you, yeah outside socially distance unless yeah. you're you know like hatch running someone down <laughs> yeah i mean it's you know you're you have that Fuck gap <laughs> <laughs> and it, it got people off the couch, right? It was literally the capital edge. Yep, their saying, slogan. Oh, get yeah. off the couch, and uh, it, it was cool. Like it, it brought so many people back in, and I still, you know, have return customers to this day who they got into it when they were in the middle of COVID, and they've stuck with it. It's cool. It's it's awesome. It's kind of reignited a lot of players who couldn't afford to play. You know. 15 20 years ago and now they're all adults and now they're getting back into it now they, they have, have money nice time <laughs> yeah it's great time. yeah dude so. like covid 19 at the paintball field did not exist right? oh no it, no, it almost felt really. like you couldn't get sick at a paintball field <laughs> yeah you know? well i mean i don't know if you guys tried to avoid covid this way but i would just eat a little bit of the mud you know all that paintball sludge oh god and that, that's yeah, that, that was my me. that was my that's vaccine you were like giving <laughs> your immune system like <laughs> yeah. well that's what i i'm you know hey Shout out to the military for all the crap that you put in my body. Peanut butter shot, I brother. I don't know about, but that, like, I guarantee COVID just entered the body and was like, eh, no, nah, this guy's nah, out. I'm just going to so see it. <laughs> Later, <bud. laughs> no, that's all funny. God bless but, the uh, but yeah, God bless the troops. Uh, fuck, that was, reminds me of another joke I can't think of right now. But um, yeah, so I think, you know, we're kind of wrapping this up been recording for about you know hour and 40 minutes now ryan definitely appreciate you coming on man um oh yeah you're thank you for blessing time bro you could honestly do a solo podcast i feel like like we just need to give you like a couple questions and just let you go and i mean (laughs) mean, it's entertaining though it's great i love it it always helps when like you have a little bit of like spark right i just Mm. like i could take something and go off on tangents and that's the greatest (laughs) thing right is when you when you have something that you're so passionate about you know paintball military soccer like stuff like that it dude it's it's so easy to talk about so i i appreciate everything you guys have not only asked me but you know started because uh you know people listening to this i i hope you know you give a paintball uh uh definitely a try if you haven't tried it before but if you're in the sacramento area capital edge sack paintball extreme paintball you know you have these resources come try it um but you know, look into Hormesis. It's a great community. But uh, yeah, I mean, you you guys you guys led this conversation in great path. <laughs> so I just I just talk too much. That's the big thing. I guess now pretty much. Good, 
Um, but yeah, so it's my time to talk now because I got a couple things I got to remind you guys about real quick. Um, so first off that docket, as always, the merch store, mafiadigitalmedia.com. Uh, make sure you go check that out. We got all of our latest stuff there for, from, from the sidelines as well as the newest uh, production or Mafia Productions merch. So you can check that out there. We also got um, Patreon. I, I should bring this one up first before I mess this up and then have to like redo it a whole bunch of times this is the one that always stumbles me i don't know why so i'm gonna try to get through it in one take i swear i'm gonna do this so patreon.com slash mafia productions if you guys head over there you get a couple awesome bonus features um you get access to the show before it comes out for the rest of the audience on uh, apple podcasts or spotify um you'll get access to early videos whenever video content comes out and is ready to go um you also you know we sometimes do some giveaways and stuff in there if we uh, have some extra merch to hand off to people so yeah it's definitely you know worth your time check it out mafia uh or patreon.com slash mafia productions um last couple things with uh our regular apple Podcasts and spotify listeners so if you're hearing it on those channels a we now have video we're on the youtube so you should probably come check us out over there as well if you want to see anything that we were talking about tonight but if you still want to listen to it on spotify or apple podcasts (laughs) um, make sure you just click subscribe on both of those um you know whichever platform you listen to it on um you'll get downloads right away whenever the podcast is ready to go for you and then um same thing uh just leave a rating that's all you got to do real quick go down to the bottom of the page hit five stars leave a rating nice quick and easy takes 20 seconds helps out the podcast a lot and we really appreciate it um but yeah guys i did it one take i told you i would i would get one take this weekend or Amazing. this week I, I keep saying weekend i feel like it's saturday or sunday still i don't know why i know right it's, only tuesday. it's tuesday god but why does it feel so different it's like we record on every tuesday i know it's it's weird <laughs> um Last thing, we got new content coming this weekend. Me and Hatch are going to be working on some stuff at tryouts. So go, hopefully you guys will see that next week. Um, and, yeah, so from the sidelines, we did it, guys. Episode 19, first episode of the video. like to thank our guest, Ryan Dawes, for coming on. I always appreciate you know having a chance to talk with him about his big loves fan, of Belgian Malwalls, the Coast Guard, yeah. and paintball. It's its yeah. a collectic mix. <laughs> it all melts into one. I appreciate hey, it, guys. You guys are amazing for having me. Dawson, yeah. I appreciate everything you've taught me because it's like, obviously, we were talking about like the, the battles that we used to have, right? I appreciate every time you took me aside and showed me an angle or stuff, the mistake that I made. I always appreciated that, seriously. Hey, man. I mean, the, the camp's got to grow, and you guys have done a great job of picking up everything and you know picking up where everybody else left off so hey, hats off to you guys Thank you. Sure. i appreciate that bro all right so guys excited. well it's officially that time for ryan Doss, for austin kane well technically ak i don't know why i always give his full name for ak for steven hatch my name is ryan mafia moffitt this is from the sidelines episode 19 have a good one guys Later.